Welcome to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks, to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine, Shock to Life by Relyon Lithium Batteries, tailor-made lithium, giving you the most power to help you make the most of your time on the water. Check them out online, relyonbattery.com. I'm Chris Brown, along with Director of All Things Angler's Channel, Mr. David Chong. Of course, Angler's Channel Insider, driving home in the traffic, Mr. Kenneth Grover. Boys, how was Memorial Day weekend? David, I know you caught a fish, at least one. Um, I think, didn't you catch no. one? No, you didn't no, catch one? That was an older picture. Old picture. Well, you haven't said that. You could have said, yeah, I caught one and been done with it, but uh, you didn't. <laughs> so, all right. So, but how was your weekend, David? Um, it was, I guess you could say uneventful. Uh, what would, what did I do? I guess it seems like it's because it goes so long ago, even though it's like what the other day, but, um, now I just spend time with the kids cause, uh, again, my son's seventh birthday. And that'd be bad if I forgot that, if I got that wrong, but, um, just spent, you know, just some time with the kids, uh, me and the kids. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Nothing exciting though. Very cool. Now, Grover, I saw a, uh, I saw a, a video on, uh, the book of faces here. It wasn't, it wasn't indicator, although this would be a great place to do it. Right. Cause y'all got bleachers at Ingalls Harbor right there looking at the ramp. I'm curious. This video that I saw was down in, in Florida somewhere and people were set up on the bank with lawn chairs and coolers and video cameras recording and watching boat ramp activity, right? Like this is a spectator sport now in some places. I imagine Ingalls was probably pretty close to the same this past weekend. It could have been, and, um, <laughs> you know, I, I had decided not to get on the water this weekend, but as Saturday progressed and it stayed cool and cloudy, I was thinking the whole day it probably would have been a good day to be on the water because it was probably a few less pleasure boaters than what would typically be out. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, Ingalls Harbor probably isn't the best place to do that because as, as wide as that ramp is, surely – Surely there's enough room that everybody can get in and out there without any issues. But, you know, you're right. There are bleachers there. You probably could have gotten a few laughs sitting you, there. For you weren't there the last time that I was at Ingalls. You were still on the lake working. But we came back, you know, and came in and sitting there waiting on you guys to come in before we went to lunch um, while we were filming over there. And we sat and watched several folks one group tried to load a pontoon. I won't name names, but I know them. And another group that were launching jet skis. And you remember when we were there for ABT. It was cool. And the yeah. water was cold. And it was kind of fun watching them because old boy didn't think about, well, if I back the trailer in far enough, the sea will float, right? And he played the old bucking bronco riding the bull trying to get it off the trailer. I have a video, and I may have to post it because it was classic. Primo. I mean, to the point where we were laughing. I mean, crying laughing. It was so good. And this was nowhere near Memorial Day. It just happened. But, uh, so I assume you sit off the water and had a good, uh, a good weekend with family? Yeah, I pretty much uh, did very little. 
which I don't get too many weekends where I can do just pretty much very little. Uh, and I actually, I actually worked yesterday or Monday. Okay. I got, I got more done at work being there Monday by myself than I do any other day. And it's funny how that works. It, uh, yes. it's, it's an amazing thing. It, it really, really is. So, well, good. I flew to San Antonio for, uh, for a meeting and for my niece's, uh, graduation. And, uh, let me tell you boys, if you thought it was hot in San Antonio, you were wrong. It's hotter. All right. But I will tell you one other thing I learned Friday night, we come out of the Alamo dome after graduation and the wind starts blowing about 40 miles an hour sustained. Can you tell you which directions come out of? Because I don't know. It, it turned me around about okay. fourteen different directions. So I hope you had your hand on your hat. Didn't have my hat. Did not have my hat. I did not take my hat. I I, I wanted to, but I, I thought better of it. I didn't take my hat. Uh, but I did buy a brand new pair of boots while I was there, David. So I didn't buy a new hat. But I did buy a brand new pair of boots while I was there. And uh, boy, they smell really good because they're all leather. They're really nice. Nice uh, little shout out to Tecovis. Very nice pair of boots. I haven't owned a very nice pair of boots in a long time. So I bought a pair while I was there. Uh, I might have wrapped the road there in Austin. But um, anyway, we had borrowed uh, my wife's cousin. Her whole family lives there. Her wife's cousin loaned us her brand new Lexus, right? It's like an RL350, some little SUV thing, right? It won't pull my boat or your boat. or I'm sure it would. It didn't have a hitch. But anyway, so we borrowed it, and everything is bigger in Texas, right? Well, they don't, they're not lying. I've been in Texas a bunch of times, but the rain and the wind and the storm that was produced. This car has the automatic headlights. My Tundra does not. It's old school. The automatic headlights, when it gets dark, they come on, right? The lightning was so fierce going down the interstate that when the lightning would flash, the lights would say, oh, it's the middle of the damn day, and turn off, right? Dash lights gone, everything just gone. Then they come back on. I'm like, what, what, what happened? What, what's going on? But it also has that radar sensing deal in the lane, so if you get too close to the left-hand side, like I like to do, it, it vibrates the steering wheel, and then it'll try to redirect you to the right-hand lane, and then it'll vibrate again, and it'll redirect you back to the left and try to, until you get straight, right? It kind of helps you drive. And um, anyway, it was raining so hard, David, so much water, it couldn't even sense the lane. It's just like, just do whatever you want to do. I don't care. Just keep it on all four wheels, right? So, uh, but yeah, so that was an interesting deal. But uh, great time in uh, San Antonio. And uh, no, David, I was saving the uh, cowboy hat for the classic. So I'll, I'll, I'll break it out there. <laughs> but I did get a brand new pair of boots and do feel really good about it, everything. So, but we did have a big weekend. We had a couple of big milestones, um, both in the podcast and in YouTube. It doesn't sound like much, but for us, it's a lot. We hit 3,000 subscribers on the old YouTube. So uh, thank you all for hitting that subscribe button. If you're not subscribing, you need to. we got a lot, a lot more cool content coming. I need to get you guys fixed up on that. And we have no affiliation with this group at all, but I just enjoyed watching their Instagram stories this past weekend. If you don't follow the qualified captain, right? You got to, because boy, it's some good stuff. I mean, it's some great people watching. It's some great boat watching. A lot of boats running ground, a lot of boats that people have no clue what they're doing, but uh, follow them on Instagram, check them out on the book of faces and um, just follow them. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool little page to follow. Uh, Also give a big shout out to our buddy Burl Gentry. Of course, we're number three on this podcast list. But Burl sent me a picture last week via the uh, Exxon hotline of him wearing some Under Armour socks 
under his UPS uniform. I don't think they're legal, Burl, but uh, it's like he got away with them because they make your feet feel a little cooler, don't they, bud? A little iso-chill sock going on there makes your feet feel cold. And, um, yeah, so David's just out in his uh, iso-chill gear today. I got my hat on. Grover's just – Grover, he's, he's riding, working. But, um, yeah, so, Burl, thanks for sending that in. And everybody else has been sending in texts. We really appreciate it. Of course, you can always chime in via the Exxon hotline like Burl does, 256-535-3217. Find out why Elite 3 Zinger Brandon Polonick trusts Exxon Lures to catch them every day. Find out more at we will have a, uh, a cool – Brandon wrote a, a blog for us this week. We'll be up later on this week on the website, anglerchannel.com, talking about the classic coming up. And um, he's an odds-on favorite, boys, to win this thing. So not going to jinx him, but I'm sure as hell pulling for him. That's for certain. And a big shout-out to his fiance Tiffany McCall. Flew home to Coeur d'Alene and ran her first-ever marathon with a, an average to sub-nine-minute mile. Throughout the whole thing, I don't know what her I don't know what her ending time was, but I know Tiff pretty well, and um, she's as much of a competitor as Brandon is. So, big congrats to her on, uh, on accomplishing that feat. So, David, what's on your mind? Oh, talking about Tiff, I'm like, well, she, when I saw that post about her time, I'm like, I wish I could run a sub minute, sub nine minute mile. I don't drive 26 <laughs> miles in that, in, in that amount of time. That's ridiculous. Oh, I, right? I can't do it even a five, well, maybe a 5K be pushing that best. But yeah, let alone a marathon. Like, yeah, my knees would be, uh, I'll, I'll be feeling like G-Man after like the first mile or two. So they had an app where you could track her, right? And I tried to do it a little bit on Saturday morning. And so I, I saw some posts that people were following us like that. And the more I looked for where she was, the more my knees hurt, right? And then my back started to hurt. <laughs> And then I got winded, and I'm like, I'm I'm gonna die. I'm not even running this thing. I'm just sitting here watching people, right? It's all I'm doing. So, but uh, very proud of Tiff. Um, very very cool accomplishment. I doubt that will be her last marathon that she ever runs. And then, and then what does she do on Sunday or Monday? Goes out and plays volleyball with the boys. So I mean, that's a trooper right there. I'd been like in an ice bath and a hot water heater or hot water blanket, a hot heat, whatever it's called. I'd, I'd been like laid up in the hospital if I had run, a, if I tried to run a marathon. So for sure. But uh, we'll do a, a pretty cool show for you guys tonight. Uh, coming up here in just a minute, Michael Panato. Michael, I'm sure I just butchered that. We'll find out more when you join us on the phone here. Uh, Auburn University uh, team member, Auburn, Auburn fishing team. But I came across social today and uh, or yesterday rather and michael was holding up some pretty big fish from ray roberts turns out i think he's a guide down there but fishes for auburn and uh so i hit up my buddy logan parks i said dude you got to give me michael's name I, we got to get some we got to get a countdown to the classic going on here and find out a little more about that so he's going to be on here in just a couple of minutes and then we're going to welcome in uh drew boggs drew is an all-american competitor this week on douglas lake as the major league fishing Bass Fishing League, brought to you by Phoenix Boats or whatever it's called, um, is on Douglas Lake this week. The biggest grassroots championship that uh, that there is, from what I understand, going on. 49, 48 boaters, 49 boaters, 49 coasts, three-day derby going on. It's also part of our U Pickens, which we'll get into that as well in just a few minutes. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to be. It should be a really good show. Uh, really excited about it. So we're gonna do take a quick little break. We come back. We'll welcome in Michael Panato. Talk a little bit about the classic, 
and uh, and some more right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see. Probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code code Angler's Channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mention they also offer fast and free shipping? You didn't, but even better. So hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Time for the countdown to the classic brought to you by our friends at Under Armour. Check them out online at uafish.com and get set up for summertime fishing with their new ISO Chill products, clothing that will absolutely keep you cool during the hottest days on the water. Excited to welcome in an Auburn University fishing team rising sophomore, he says, Mr. Michael Panada. Michael, how are you, bud? I'm doing great. How are y'all doing? We're doing well, doing well. Well, I'm, I'm scrolling through uh, through social the other day, and I come across a post from the Auburn Bass Fishing Team, and you're on it holding up a bunch of big fish, and turns out you're on Ray Roberts. So rumor has it you're from Dallas, and you got over there, yes, right? Yes, sir. You got over there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got over there a little bit. So I got on Roberts. I got a little bit on Fort, like whenever people want to go there. Then I got on Louisville, which is about 30 minutes south of Roberts. Okay. All right. And uh, they're all pretty good lakes. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, what's what's Roberts doing right now? I mean, just run us through, like, you know, water yeah, temp, sure. clarity, all that good stuff that's kind of going on with the lake right now. Yeah. So, I got back to Dallas from Auburn around end of April. So, like, April 30th around then. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And when I got back, there was 
still fish spawning because I don't know if y'all ever saw anything about the weather in Dallas around March. How yeah. Like 30 degree weather all the way up until mid March and everything was freezing. Mm-hmm. And so I was still on a pretty big spawn bite right when I got back around May, May 1st. And ever since then, I've just been following them up offshore a little bit. They're working their way out. But uh, what I've noticed is that the bigger ones aren't really getting into the deeper stuff yet. Like normally around this time of year, I'll be flipping trees. Right. I'm just following out the creek channel, flipping trees. And normally that's the deal. And uh, just the bigger ones haven't been there. I've been catching two, three pounders doing that. It's been, it's been all right. A little, it's been consistent for sure. That whole bite's been consistent. You can definitely get enough bites a day to fill a bag, but you're just not going to find the, the fish you need. Okay. And uh, where I've been finding my better fish is I've been finding them off some of the grass, like the deepest grass I can find. It really doesn't get too deep out there anymore. But uh, I've got two little areas that I've been on where that hyd- – and there's no hydrilla left. Like you're pretty hard-pressed to find hydrilla. Okay. But uh, I've got two spots where I've been catching them off of where it's some of the last hydrilla in the lake, I think. And uh, it's been about in six to eight foot – and uh, they're just sitting on the edge, just like fishing in Florida, just fishing grass edges. Right, right. So when you yeah. say when, when when these fish do move out deep, though, I mean, what are we talking about ledge-wise? I mean, or how how deep are we looking at when these fish get out in the in the deeper so ledge type? Yeah, that's the big thing I noticed about coming from Dallas to Alabama. <laughs> is it's about ledges in Alabama. Right. And all these reservoirs we have in lakes and Dallas and stuff, they get on those ledges and they get bite good when the current's going. But when they're pulling water here, you're hard pressed to get a bite. It's it's tough. Why is those that? Florida strains just don't bite here. I don't know. I got you. I think it's the fact that they're Florida strains and the fact that there's, I don't know, they're not used to that water flowing like those river lakes in Alabama. <laughs> they're used to they want a constant water level here yeah we like our current here in Especially alabama roberts yeah yeah no yeah. I, I figured that out pretty quick <laughs> yeah we're uh we're pretty big on our uh on our, our our current here so what's water temp nowadays over there so water temp i've been seeing anywhere from around uh in the morning it's been around 72 almost to 76 77 in the afternoons on a warm afternoon okay but uh, that's just surface water temp in the afternoon. I think your average water temp is going to be around 74. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And, it also uh, depends heavily on where you are in the lake right now, too, because sure. you've got a lot of muddy water up north that's obviously warming up a little quicker. Sure. Sure. How, yeah. big, how big is Ray Roberts? Ray Roberts' fish is huge. Does it's it really? About the same size as Louisville. It's not a huge lake, but it fishes giant just due to the amount of timber in it. Gotcha. It's got big flats, and it fishes like a big lake. So you'll see guys fishing just about fishing whatever pattern they want to fish if they can find them. Okay, okay. That's the problem is find them. It doesn't have a lot of fish in it, I don't think. Okay. All right. Yeah. I've From what I've been told, Robert is a great place to kind of get some stuff to, to get your boat tore up. Is that right? Oh, yeah. You run north of Wolf Island, and it's a definitely a dangerous place. When they were making the lake, they were going to put boat lanes in it, never got to it. And so north of Wolf Island on that uh, east side of the lake, right? it's a great place to take off a lower unit. Wow. 
Okay. So yeah. tim- so timber is your is your main your, your main structure source there? Yeah. Yeah, that's the main thing on Roberts for sure and that's the main thing I I like to fish out there. Like I said I haven't found the big ones on it yet this year for some reason. Right. Not really sure why. But uh I'd imagine some guys find a good bite on that. Okay. All right. What um what are you expecting pattern wise to be come next Friday when uh, when this thing kicks off? Pattern wise, I expect the guys down south to definitely be fishing some of those piles in the sixteen to twenty foot range. Okay. I think you're not gonna be getting the bites, like a whole lot of bites. Like you won't see guys catching more than eight fish a day. But uh they'll all be real quality fish. That lake's got some seriously quality fish and then the guys who find the grass and find the good patches of grass, I got wind on them today. Cause that's one thing I have noticed this past week from catching them is there was one day where, uh, I was out there and the wind wasn't blowing on those two grass patches I was catching off of. Didn't get a bite. Wow. And so I think that's going to be a major key. And the moment the wind blows on it, it just turns on. Sure. But, uh, and then up North, I think you're going to find a lot of guys flipping timber along some Creek channels, following those fish out. Like I said, because they're not out to their deep, deep spots yet. That's for sure. Okay. Looking at the weather, I mean, they're calling for the 10 day forecast right now, calling for some scattered thunderstorms, you know, this weekend. It's coming up weekend into Monday. But by the time we get to next Wednesday, when official practice begins for those guys, or that one of practice day begins, and then uh, the tournament Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I mean, you're looking at mid 80s, partly cloudy. About a twenty-five yeah. percent chance of rain, but wind's going to be kind of south, southeast, southeast all three days, mm-hmm. nine to ten miles an hour. Yep. Is that setting up pretty good for them? Yeah, I mean that sets up for them to bite on that grass steel. Okay, it definitely sets up for the guys on the north end to fish well too. Probably catch them off those tree lines, like I said. But uh, that's how it's been setting up this past week when I've done good. Okay, all right. Kenneth- it's about a fifteen mile an hour wind, a little overcast. Be, be just about right, won't it? Yeah, it should be just about right. <laughs> All right. Kenneth, what you got? Is he froze? I think he's froze up, David. What do you got, David? <laughs> See, so if you – do you think that um, – what is it? Since you said, like, the the, uh, the bite number is going to be low, um, are they going to be uh, – I guess, like you said, I guess will, will the bite change as much as it – is from this week to next week because it seems like again i'm not from that area but i figure that it was going to be super hot and everything but it seems like the weather is kind of staying somewhat steady so is it going to be a big change from like this week's you know the bite changing from this week from next week come tournament time or is it going to be uh vastly different because like I, said, I feel like it's kind of cool for that time of year no yeah i i really do think that uh it'll hold how it's been fishing this week. It's going to be, in my opinion, I think it'll be the same stuff. I see no reason for them to move off. Hmm. If anything, I see some of those fish that are still even a little shallower kind of backing off now that they're, I mean, we've got rain all week here this week, so you're still going to get fish that want to hold in the bushes up shallow that don't see a reason to leave yet. But uh, there's just not enough up shallow since we've been changing the water level so much recently. Okay. They're tired of that water going low and then getting back up and then going low again. So what's the water level right now? Is it high or is it normal or stable? It's four, it's four foot high right now, but last week they got it back to pool like three days ago, and it's been at pool 
it's like been on a cycle for the past two weeks of being four foot high, the back to pool to four foot high again. And it's just kicked a lot of those fish off the bank to where they're suspending and those trees are holding on grass. Okay. All right. Where do you want yeah. it to be? Do you like it rising? Do you like it falling or you want it just to stay stable? I, I want it to be steady on Roberts of all lakes. Okay. If it's rising or falling, that lake fish is so tough. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'd expect you see a lot of three fish bags for 18 pounds too, something like that. Really? Okay. Yeah. You'd see a lot of three fish bags because they're going to be big. And I think you'll get about 30, 40 guys catch limits a day, but they're going to be big, big bags. Okay. All right. How how big? That's I mean, what do, you, what do you look for day one I, leader to have? Day one leader, I'd say he's got around 26. Okay. Anywhere from 24 to 26 pounds would be my guess. Okay. Now, if some guy comes in, he's leading with 26. Do you think he can back that up on day two? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think if he's able to find the 26 pounds of fish, I think he's going to back it up with 20 pounds the next day. You're definitely going to lose some of those bigger fish. Okay. Obviously, like I said, there's not a whole lot of numbers to catch out of them, but the patterns on that lake hold kind of well pretty sure. well we only need five fish a day right and then so you I mean, only need five no, yes sir so what's your what's your 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 winning weight guess i mean what you're going to type into Bassmaster fantasy fishing what's your guess on what's going to win this tournament over three days i'd say over three days you're looking at close to 70 that'd be my guess mm, close to 70 will yeah. it could it break 70 70 yeah, oh, I definitely think it could break 70, but my guess is mid-70s to high-70s. Gotcha. Okay. All right. For sure. Kenneth? I can't see it getting any any higher than that, though, <laughs> unless somebody just catches. I mean, so, like I said, it's Ray Roberts, so sure. it's got giants in it. Somebody could easily pull out a 10. Wow. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody pulls one over eight. Easy. Sure. Sure. Okay. Kenneth? Yeah. You've mentioned the grass. What what types of grasses grow in, in Roberts? So Roberts has a lot of, like, it's got a fair amount of grass, but what I was referring to is the hydrilla. The hydrilla just doesn't grow in there. Like, all these older guys I fish with always talk about how in, like, when the lake first opened up, it was choked with hydrilla to the middle and how I should have fished it then. But there's a handful of spots with it left, and even then it's sparse or, that, but it's got coontail. It's got like that potato grass. It's got all that, but it's about finding the hydrilla. That's the big deal if you're going to fish grass. I think I've caught them out of that potato grass or pond weed, whatever it's called, uh, this time of year before, but it just doesn't hold them as well. Gotcha. Okay. Second question is you, you talked, you were talking about the trash piles or the brush piles or, are these areas yeah. that guys will camp out on or do they need to have kind of a milk run of four or five or six <clears> different <throat> ones that they kind of run through and hope that they get on the right yeah. timing? The way I've always fished the brush piles at Roberts is it's a big timing deal. I just make milk runs. I've got a fair amount of them and they'll be on one 20 minutes and then like you'll come back an hour later and they won't be there. It's a, it's a weird deal fishing the piles, but the guys who are going to have the piles are going to be fishing a couple of them for sure. They're not going to be sitting on one hole all day. 
Okay. That lake just doesn't fish deep like that. How, I wish it did. How deep are some of these brush piles? Uh, I've yeah, I've caught them this time of year. I mean, you'll get piles all the way out to thirty-three foot. That's probably the deeper end for sure. But uh, the good ones are going to be anywhere from eighteen to twenty-four. I think. Gotcha. That's where I'd expect the guys fishing piles to be catching them. Okay. Sounds kind of like you followed to me, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> it, it That's really my does. favorite lake in Alabama. I can tell you that. Well, I was fixing to ask you that. I was going to finish up with that question. You know, a Texas boy comes to Alabama. What was your favorite lake? So you follows it, you think? You follow For sure. Try and get away from the spotted bass. <laughs> I got you. I got you. David? I'm, I'm not a fan. No? Come on now. I'm, I don't. I don't dislike them, but nothing be slipping. If I could catch them anyway, it'd be slipping, and that's the big thing. There is, I haven't like. You come to a lake here, you can go flip hard timber all day. You like all day, right? And even if they're on it, you'll get bit eventually. But uh, you just, you just yeah, haven't gotten to the like right that. Kusa spot. You get the right Kusa <laughs> spot. Apparently, I haven't. Apparently, I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> it would change your mind in a hurry. Yeah. That's true. I'm sure it will. <laughs> That's true. David? So I was going to ask you, what is your best five out of Ray Roberts? How much of that way? My best five out of Ray Roberts was actually this past weekend. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to uh, share or was, no? <laughs> yeah. No, totally. It was 28 pounds. We had a nine-pound big bass. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No, it was a it was a hell of a day, and my uh, I was actually fishing with my dad, and he lost one about nine too the same day. Wow, wow. Yeah, it pulled off and uh, just buried him in some grass and pulled off. We saw it jump once, but then uh, the very next day we went out and I caught a or my dad actually caught a seven and a half, and uh, I caught one about six, and then we had two fours, so we followed it up with an almost twenty five, twenty six pound bag. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, like I said, though, prior to that, this weekend, the biggest bag I've caught out there was 23 pounds. Okay. And what's your what's your PB out of Roberts? My PB out of Roberts would be that nine-pounder. Okay. All right. Yeah. I tell you what, it wouldn't hurt my feelings, guys, to see a nine come across the stage. On, on, You'll on, see the a nine come across the stage. That's my opinion. You'll see one around eight or nine for sure. Okay. I think. Uh, I think this is... I think this is going to set up to be a, you know, like you said, a hell of a classic. Yeah, I really do. I think there are going to be some big fish weighed in. Very cool. Very cool. So, all right. Guys, any yeah. more questions for our resident expert here? It's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, knowing that there's fish like that in the lake. Some of these guys are kind of big fish guys anyway. It's going to see, be interesting to see how – how long they go without bites or in between bites really just, you know, thinking they're going to get the big bites. And at the end, at the end of the day, how many of those guys are going to be frustrated because they didn't yeah. get that big bite that they were expecting? Oh yeah. No, I could really see, I think your bag's going to depend on your big bite for the day. That's my opinion. I mean, it normally does, but especially this tournament, you're going to really need that big bite. So Michael, in, in in a few years when you qualify for this tournament and, and it's back on Ray Roberts, what are the three the three lures you've got tied on on day one 
same time frame. I mean, if you're if you're fishing next week, what's the, what's three things you've got tied on to roll out on day one? If I was if I was fishing next week, I'd be fishing a green pumpkin swim jig. I'd be fishing a mag draft, and I'd be I definitely have a jig tied on. It's Roberts. You gotta have a jig. How big of a jig, and what kind of trader? Give me some details now. The three quarter ounce Santone flipping jig would be my top pick. Okay. Like a, a big jig, just drop it straight down those trees. Once you got five, that'd be my go-to. Once I got five, for sure. Okay. All right, but but we're we're doing reaction stuff to get five, and then we're going flipping. Oh yeah, you're going flipping once you get five for sure. Okay. That you got to. Just to follow you, so you mentioned a mag draft, and I know, I know that Chris Zeldin is probably one guy that's oh, really, yeah. really favorite. But what size mag draft are you talking about? This, the smaller six stuff or the bigger the eight? eight inch? Okay, the eight inch. That's what I figured. Okay, David, David, this is not Wisconsin; it's Texas, hey. son. Okay, hey, I, I just want to. You don't sure. throw I mean, little shit in Texas, David. Okay, <laughs> they're gonna eat the big stuff. Come on now. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was just more for confirmation because you know my my brother they were out stocking up on those this past weekend and and I I, I passed up so <laughs> you shouldn't have you should have bought them yeah no they'll bite the eight inch okay that's awesome yeah that's pretty cool. big one I had this week came off that that swim jig though awesome that's yeah. cool. Well, brother, thanks so much for your time tonight. Good luck uh, next season with uh, with the Auburn. I'm a big Auburn fan. My kids live down there, and I'm down there quite a bit. So, war damn eagle to you, and war uh, and uh, dude, just thanks so much for taking time being on the uh, on the show. And hopefully, we'll run into you at the classic next week. Of course, I'll see you all there. I right. tried to for sure. Thanks, bud. We'll talk all to right. you soon. See, y'all. see you. Thanks for having me on. Yes, Bye. sir. Guys, there he is, Michael Panato, our resident expert. And uh, I feel like he gave us some pretty good insights, KG, into what we should see next week. I mean, would it kind of get you excited to see 28 cross the stage, maybe a 30-pound band cross the stage at Roberts? Well, you know what? He kept he kept saying jig, and you know how I am about jigs. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a good thing I'm not going to be there on the water next week. It's, it, it's going to hurt, I have a feeling. But, I mean, it's just, yeah. I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, and David, I can't believe you missed out. Why do you not buy fishing tackle, son? That everybody else is buying. What's the problem? Because I bought camera equipment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I give you that. I give you that. He bought the camera equipment, and he uh, he missed out on everything else. I completely understand. So, completely understand. So, uh, we'll take a quick little break. We come back. We'll welcome in Drew Boggs. Like a baseball player, doesn't he? Welcome in Drew Boggs to talk about the All American going on this week, and then uh, after that, we'll do a little uh, you pick them, find out if Michelle hold on to the trophy or if David made a run at her, and then uh, we'll get you guys back on the water right here on the Anglers Channel Insider Podcast. I feel like IsoChill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off. And I don't feel like I get that same fatigue and a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. 
sun protection, breathability, comfort, ISO chill. Honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Something brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. Future of Marine Charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. Find out why Kenneth and I really love our dual power, dual pro battery chargers and our reliable batteries. Excited to welcome in one of your qualifiers uh, and competitors for this week's BFL All-American, Mr. Drew Boggs. Drew, how are you, bud? I'm doing great, sir. Thank you for asking. Glad to be here, and uh, very honored that you invited me to be on the podcast. Well, we're excited to have you as well. So, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about how you qualified for the uh, for the All American. So, I guess during the 2020 season, uh, I qualified through the uh, the BFL regional that was on Lake Chickamauga. Okay, I was for- fortunate enough to win that. The top six from that tournament qualify. Uh, for the All-American, I, I was able to finish first place, so that's how I got here. Yes, sir. What uh, what time of year was that on Chickamauga? I'm trying to remember. It was it was in October. I can't remember the week in October, but I think it was the latter part of October. And what did it take to win that tournament? <laughs> you think I know that, right? So, uh, <laughs> uh, I think like 30, 33 pounds, maybe. It was, I had like 18 one day, then 12, and then 11. So it'd be more than that. Okay. Think. All right. 40 pounds and 11 ounces. It took whatever he weighed because no one else could beat him. No, you're right. What'd you say, David? David's got it. 40 pounds and 11 ounces. 40 pounds and 11 ounces. So there you go. There you so, go. so next time somebody you. asks you, Drew, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll know what to say. So it's a uh, hey, beautiful part of the podcast. You guys can't realize my face is red and I'm starting to sweat already. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're over here on a Zoom call, so it's uh, it's that way. We could have put you on Zoom, but I didn't want to embarrass you. It's a lot of guys uh, don't want to do that, so I know how that goes. But 49 boaters, 49 co's, and you're one of them. Uh, how much history do you have on um, on Douglas? Man, you know what's cool about this? I only live three hours away and I've never been to that lake until this year or this lake until this year. Really? Um, I, I am real good about focusing on work and, and not putting my time in with practicing for fishing. <laughs> and I just end up going to spend some time fishing one day prior to the event. So sure. I chose to fish the bat, the Southern Bass Opens this year because their second event, and I think the second week of April was on Douglas. Right. And I need. I had that tournament, then I would put my time in. So I ended up fishing three days prior to the event and then three days during the event. So I now have 
six days in April and then one day yesterday on the lake. So seven days on the lake so far. And how did you do in that open? Uh, finished eighth. Oh. Finish, ended up finished eighth place. I was second going into the final day. And on the final day, I never saw any quality bites. And uh, I can't complain about the, the results, but I was definitely disappointed to fall from second to eighth, but still overall tickled with the result of it. Never been to the lake before. Sure. Now, you're from Lebanon, Tennessee, right? Yes, sir. Now, so I'm what do you call – what's your home lake? Well, I have uh, Old Hickory Lake, Percy Priest Lake, and Center Hill Lake all within 30 minutes of me. Okay. All right. So, so got, neither of the three really are just like the lake I fish the most, but I fish all of them pretty regularly. I got you. I got you. So how does Douglas compare to, to, to those lakes for you? And I don't know that it does when the water's down. It was its own unique uh, body of water when it was like 15 foot lower back in April. Uh, but as it, as it looks right now, it looks a lot like Center Hill. Uh, Center Hill Lake was kept low for a long time, and now they're they're keeping it back up to summer pool or above. So there's a lot of just uh, a lot of cover in the water. Little trees, buck bushes, just regular old like poplars and sycamores growing. And this lake right now being what I think is above summer pool anyway. It seems like it anyway. There's just tons of, of like shoreline cover, like whether willows, buck bushes, and just trees, bushes, vines, log jams, you name it. And uh, really enjoying that. So it's I, I think it's going to set up to answer your question more like Center Hill of those three lakes right now. Okay. So is this your first All-American? Uh, no, sir. It's my third. My third opportunity. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Kenneth? Well, I, I was fortunate to make the All-American back in 2000, a long time ago. And it's quite a bit different now. Kind of kind of go through the schedule of the week of, of how they have you guys during practice and is there any kind of meals or dinners or banquets and how, they, how do they do that during the week? How, how busy is your schedule, uh, you know, the week of this tournament? Yeah, yes, sir, Mr. Kenneth. So it's changed slightly with the COVID guidelines. Uh, I think last year and this year has been slightly different. The, my previous two trips, which I think was 16 and 17, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you know, it was, a, it was only a one-day practice. So you would show up on Tuesday and do like the media day, the banquet, uh, they just, they'll go over all the rules and details of the tournament. And then that would be on Tuesday. Then you would have the official practice on Wednesday where you'd actually be paired with your day one partner. Uh, then you would go out in the same format as tournament day. They blast you off and they check you in on practice day. The same as the, as the format, same timeline as tournament day. Now this year, uh, I'm not sure when this change was made. This year they allowed us to fish on Monday. Uh, I'm not sure if that's when that changed. Again, I'm not sure when that change became in effect. Uh, but yesterday, well, yesterday we were able to fish uh, from daylight to dark. And then today, again, due to the COVID restrictions, they just had a four-hour period that anyone could come and register for the tournament and get your gift bags and, you know, have lunch with everybody. Okay. Excuse me. And then tomorrow, they'll be going through the same format as, as before, whereas we'll be paired up with our day one partner, co-angler, and then we'll go out tomorrow at 7 o'clock and check in at 3 o'clock. And then tournament starts Thursday and Friday, top 10 fish Saturday. And that's the whole week, man. <laughs> so you, uh, it starts, it, starts, it starts going real fast about Thursday morning, you know, and <laughs> it, it gets over quickly. Sure. Oh yeah. So you've had, you've had one day on the lake, now a day off and you have another day, uh, as this airs on Wednesday, you'll be on the water, uh, and getting, you know, as, uh, practicing. So 
from your first day of practice, I mean, how do you feel about things? Man, I had a lot of bites yesterday, which is very encouraging. Uh, the only discouraging part of it was the majority of those bites were fish in the neighborhood of like 13 to 15 inches, okay. which are not the, the you know, quote unquote winners. Uh, I did I did see one over three pounds that uh, that I was able to hook it with briefly that did that come off, and but I did see several other nice fish kind of floating uh, like like a fry garter postpone type bass sometimes do when they're sunny, and which was encouraging to me to to see not only bass up shallow but also bluegill up shallow and also carp. Okay. So I'm a shallow water angler. I like to do that. And I know this lake's known, and I've heard it. Since I qualified last fall, when I talked to people, that most likely it's going to be dominated on lace fishing. That's what it's known for this time of year. And 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 based off my my data from yesterday, it did seem like most of the fish that were up shallow were not the right quality. Now, with the weather conditions we have coming for the tournament days, which is more overcast conditions, possible rain, uh, I'm a little bit optimistic right now that some of those bigger fish that I saw floating might decide to bite. And a couple three to four pounders on this lake go a long way. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So <clears throat> it's setting up pretty good for you the way it sounds. What are you, um, I mean, obviously you're looking to stay shallow. Yes, sir. I am going to, I, I just, against my strength and without having several days say, for instance, if we were coming here for a normal event that wasn't, that, that didn't have the off limits period and we were able to practice three or four days, I'm quite positive. I'd be looking out as well, knowing that was your better chance for finding better quality. I might do a combination of up shallow and fishing out, uh, which is what I like to do when I do fish out. It typically is like I only do a handful of spots. Uh, but with no more time than I've had to look at the lake just the one day yesterday, uh, I haven't, I have not even going to spend any time whatsoever looking out. What's I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to fish as much shoreline cover as I can and try to find an area that's got a little bit better quality. Gotcha. It's going to be my. And, you know, we have a off-limits period. I think it's five. It could be seven days. But that week prior would have been an ideal time to come scan and look at all this stuff because the water's already up. But I was fishing the Toyota Series on Chickamauga, and <laughs> so I, I, I was I was there the whole five days, and I could have been here. So I wasn't able to come in the pre-off-limits time to put any time scanning. So, yeah, I'm going stick to the, stick to the shadow game. Hopefully it'll pay off. Dude, you're a busy guy. What do you do for a living? Well, I, I build houses. I uh, have a real estate team that sells real estate. Uh, sometimes, occasionally, like small developed properties, um, townhome type developments and whatnot. So I'm raising a real estate investor and house builder. Okay. All right. So, so, this, so I do stay busy for enough. Yeah. I got a daughter, that, daughter that's 12 years old in dance. She's full throttle every week. Son that's almost seven is full throttle in baseball all the time, year round. And you got a farm, a uh, farm to take care of and manage. Love to deer hunt, so I spend a lot of time with food plots in the spring and summer, and planting beans and corn and whatnot. So yeah, I stay real, real busy, man. How do you have Pretty time busy. to fish, son? Good lord, you got it all going on. That's don't where you? The, <laughs> that's where that uh, not much practice time typically comes in. I, over twenty years of fishing these local lakes, I've, I've come up with a history of experience. Uh, back before I became so busy, I had more time before I was married and whatnot. So I spent a lot of time fishing then. I really play on some of those the learns that I had back in my 20s. And we'll show up and, and just go fish that day, hoping to eventually put together the puzzle to, you know, where the good bites are. And uh, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. More often than not, it does not work. But the times that it does, it sure is rewarding to be able to 
know that I was still taking care of my, my family responsibilities, my work responsibilities, and then show up and compete with the with these anglers we fish against in Middle Tennessee and I guess all across the Southeast. Really, really, really strong guys to compete against. I'm tickled to sometimes even be able to be in the top ten. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, go ahead, go again. Sorry, no, sorry, Chris. You know, he he just described why you know this this level of anger, this type of anger, is the ones that I like to talk to because. With all the stuff they have going on, taking care of their family, they got kids, they got full-time jobs, you know, that that small amount of time they have to go fish, it's 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 so meaningful to them and, and what they put into, into doing it. And then, obviously, he's, he's had some quite a bit of success as well. You know, it's just, it's nice to hear, you know, the passion behind it and what it really takes to, to be, you know, to accomplish what he's accomplishing at this level. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I appreciate it. That means a whole lot to me. And you saying that, taking that compliment, is, I don't know how to say it any differently than this. And it may sound cliche sometimes when you talk about, you see people on Facebook or social media platform and or stage giving glory to God. But it's it's really, in those situations where all those times that I fished, so many hundreds of tournaments where the things didn't go right, when they actually do go right, you know it's not in your control if you have that faith. It, you know what I mean? It's just like those situations where you, I mean, you can't mess it up when it's your day, and you just can't mess it up. And, it's, and then when it's not your day, you do everything right sometimes, and the next thing you know, the four or five pounder comes off halfway to the boat, or you just happen to set the hook and break the line, or you know, it's just those type of things happen. And I, don't, I really want to give you know glory to him and not make it sound fake. I have had somewhat small arguments with people in the in the past where people are like, "Do you honestly believe that God favors you more than everybody else you're fishing against, and He wanted you to win that day?" And, and I, it's an odd question, but in, in the reality of it is, is that I ain't saying it's coming from favor or from blessing. But when you lay your faith with him and that his will be in your life at any time, well, I finished first or 101st or 201st, it's what he wanted. And when it's 201st, I'm going to take a lesson from it. And then when it's first, I'm going to give him the glory and say this is a blessing from him. Sure. That's, dude, that's very well said. I mean, that's, I, I mean, Holy smokes! That's 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 almost too deep for this podcast, Kenneth. That's all. Yeah, well, that's just me. You know, as soon as they gave me the compliment, I mean, it immediately makes me want to be like, heck yeah, you know. And I have had some success, but the reality is, it's, I, that's all him, man. I mean, I, it's well, all him. Even my passion, my passion for fishing came from him. Even my, you know, my my instincts, my my sure. my strengths. That's man. That's all. That's all him. Because at no point did I ever say, you know what. I didn't look in the mirror and say, you know, I want to be a bass fisherman, and I want to be, a, uh, I want to be, really, I just want to be a shallow water fisherman. That's just what I want to be. It's just, it just is who about who I became over all those years of that and all those years of just letting them lead me. You know. Sure. Thank, thank you for the compliment, though, both of you. Well, you know, turn, tournament fishing is a lot is a lot like life, and that you know you you work hard, you keep working, and and there's a lot of downs. But it's it's those couple of ups that are in between that really keeps us going, and that that's what we're doing it for. But but to I, me, but, is you, you you learn that that you you can't just be successful at everything. You got to be able to take the downs with the highs and, and and work through it and keep pushing. And and you have to do that with life as well. Man, well said. I could not believe more. It's just, you know, getting through the adversity of life, being re- that relentless attitude to overcome it. So I did play college baseball. I played baseball my whole life, and. Thought I was going to be a professional baseball player coming out of high school. Got to college and realized how below average I was <laughs> compared to the true athletes. Uh, but anyway, I did complete my 
my, my years playing at a, a university called Cumberland University in, in Lebanon, Tennessee, which is what took me to Lebanon, Tennessee. But uh, in that, my, my coach, at one point in time, I was being real hard on myself for having a bad game. And I didn't know he was behind me, but I was had a negative attitude and I was complaining and was kind of just had a, like, you know, a piss poor attitude. He walked up behind me and said, Drew, you can't think like that. Baseball is a game of short memory, and you got you got a bunch of bats ahead of you, and if you let this bat, this bat or this game take your focus away from your next one, then you're going to have a bad next one. Hmm. And it just more or less embarrassed me in front of the couple buddies I was talking to, but it stuck with me. And as, as hard as I want to be on myself and as hard as fishermen can be on themselves when they don't perform well, when they don't end up with a, a paycheck or a good finish, uh, and, and the big picture, you really almost got, you just got to have a bad memory with it. You got to take the lesson from it, apply the lesson, whatever you've learned, but then be able to walk up to your next at bat with a good approach, which is your next tournament. Sure. Yeah. Or, or your next cast. Yeah. yeah. Or your next cast, even. Golly, come on now. Sometimes we're ready to stomp a mud hole in that boat. <laughs> ready to say, screw it. I'm going to the house. I, I ain't no good at this. I can't catch a fish. Yeah, dude, I've lost like seven in a row before in big tournaments, big tournaments. And it's like, seven bites in a row and then like yeah i'm just ready to quit so yeah yeah sometimes from cast to cast you just gotta keep that attitude amen well said that's uh that's awesome well drew what are you uh what are you looking to uh to win this tournament this weekend what kind of weight do you think uh man i'm gonna think what i heard has, has won a couple of team events the past few weekends is 16 to 18 pounds okay i'm gonna i'm gonna think that there's gonna be a couple of those bass caught but I think an average of about 15 to – I'm going to say 15 to 15 and a half pounds is going to win. Okay. Which is, real, which is real similar to what won back in April for the Opens. Sure. Uh, it's real similar weight for that. I just think with single, single man, there's going to be a couple of big bass calls, but I think they'll catch them every day. Um, it's going to be difficult, especially with the – if it was high sun, no wind – bunch of boats out there perfect conditions for that offshore fishing and maybe not perfect for getting shallow water fish to bite i think that it might take a little bit more but with that those weather conditions we got coming that will make those shallow fish want to buy a little bit and of course the different one will too i think it'll keep them spread out enough it's going to be hard for anyone to lock into a a pattern where you're going to produce 18 pounds a day each day so i think there's might be a 18, 20 pound bag day one day, and then the next day they catch 13 to 15. So I'm thinking averaging somewhere in that 15 to 16 pound range will win this thing. Okay. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. That's my prediction anyway. I don't know. I mean, what I saw yesterday, I saw more about that 10 to 13 pound range with the shallow fish, but, you know, it wasn't an ideal shallow fishing time of day, really. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, dude, we appreciate your time, and uh, we're excited to follow this tournament along this week, follow you along, and uh, and see how you do. Looking through your Facebook page, I see why Mr. Joe Opega recommended you to us. I mean, from fish to, I mean, I assume this is archery competition as well. I mean, what, what are these trophies and stuff for? I mean, you're, you're, I mean, here I am thinking I'm talking to a grassroots guy, Kenneth, but I mean, he's on TV. He's winning money, I guess, in archery. I mean, dude, you're doing it all. What in the world? So, man, that's a really cool thing that you mentioned. The APEC hunting competitions, it was started out of Tennessee, and, and, and this was the inaugural year, well, 2020 was. And uh, there was like 7,000 people that was willing to sign up for it. 
but only I think less than 50 people actually did. It's, it's a it's a hunting competition where you have to video yourself uh, take your harvest. Oh wow! And then they if if you capture it on video and then enter the contest, then you can uh, I guess you have an opportunity to win the prize. The the advertised first place prize is a hundred thousand in that competition, but because of the lack of participation on the inaugural year, they reduced it to ten for first, five for second, four for third. Okay. I was fortunate fortunate enough to get one on uh on film now. It was with a rifle, it wasn't with the although I do boat hunt, the one I got was with uh, with a rifle. Okay. And uh, was able to take fourth place. Yeah, so it was uh oh, excuse me, third place. Third place in that competition. <laughs> and you know, it's pretty pretty neat to just be able to add the tournament aspect to something I already love which is, you know, white tail deer hunting and white tail deer management. And uh like my buddy said, if your wife ever gives you a little shit about, excuse my language, a little bit of uh, a problem with uh, uh, going hunting a lot, you can show them 4,000 reasons why you do it. <laughs> That's exactly right. You walk in, hand her the check, and just keep on, and just walk out the next day yeah. and, go, and go hunting, right? That's it, yeah. I, mean, no. I promise you next season we'll get no turmoil whatsoever from the, from the loved ones. That's right. <laughs> That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, dude, thanks so much for your time tonight. Good luck this week, and uh, no, we'll be thinking about you and watching for you, and pulling for you. So nice to meet you guys virtually. Look forward to hopefully one day meeting you in person. And thank you for the compliments and the support, and hope to represent you for Middle Tennessee area. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. See ya. Bye. Well, guys, there he is, Drew Boggs, one of your BFL All American competitors this week. I didn't get to the, the to the uh, the payout uh, because he was such an interesting dude. You just wanted to hear more about him. Hundred twenty thousand up for grabs in this one, up to hundred twenty thousand. I guess there's you know cash and prizes and everything else. But the winner, obviously, and the top uh, top finisher from each division moves on to that Toyota Championship, which is a two hundred thousand dollar prize point. Uh, for first place later on this year. So definitely some uh, some interest there. And Kenneth, this is, I mean, you fished it before. This is the, I mean, this is the grassroots guys championship, isn't it? You know, it, it is. And obviously that, that kind of payout and the, and the chance to even go on to the Toyota championship, it, it, it's what I call a difference maker. You know, if, if an angler wants to continue his career at a different level, you know, this, that's an opportunity to kind of, give you that jump start sure absolutely absolutely so excited for drew and the other guys getting ready to fish this tournament should be a good one over on douglas lake take a quick little break when we come back we'll do our you pickums and then uh we'll get you guys back on the water right here on the anglers channel insider podcast Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see. Probably stranded out in the middle of the lake. That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on 
the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit RelyonBattery.com slash Angler's Channel and use our special promo code Angler's Channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mention they also offer fast and free shipping? You didn't, but even better. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Relyon Lithium today. From dawn to midday to dusk, the sun's rays dance across the water and the sparkling light beckons. The abundant shorelines invite you to play or sail or simply behold. This is where champions fish and families gather to unwind. It's Lake Hartwell and Anderson is the gateway to its wonders. Walk on a pier, float all day, and restore your soul in this beautiful oasis. Visit Anderson, South Carolina's bright spot. Discover more at visitanderson.com and visitlakehartwell.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Time for the Sportsman's Warehouse Bass Wrap-Up portion of the show. Brought to you by our friend of Sportsman's Warehouse and Sportsman's.com. Your hunting and outdoor store, fishing and outdoor store, or just your outdoor store. Hell, I don't know. If you want something outdoors, just go to Sportsman's.com and get it. That's what you got to do. Uh, and somebody out of this, out of these winners today will get a Sportsman's.com uh, gift card a virtual gift card, e-gift card, to uh, to use online. So, David, what we got? All right. First up, the our, I guess the, our first event was the Big Bass Bass or Sealy Outdoors Big Bass Bass Summer Jackpot on Sam River. But unfortunately, with high water levels there and boat ramps closing, that's been rescheduled. So we move on to our next one, which was the English Choice Marine Lake Wiley. And I don't know what happened with that schedule there, but that one looks like that one was changed too. I so think that was probably an F up on, on CB's part, probably what that was. So <laughs> they had, I would tell you this, English Choice, great group of guys, Ranger Dealer, uh, Mercury Dealer, good guys. Chris and the guys were there. But they had changed up a lot of stuff with COVID last year and yep. like just pretty much cut their stuff out. And then brought it back, and then they had make, then they had changed some dates with restrictions and everything. So, sounds like I didn't get the update on the on the tournament. So that's my bad. But we do have four that we can talk about. So, yep. which is good. So the first of the four is the Five Alive event on Neely Henry, and with a winning weight of sixteen forty two, the team of Jeff McKnight and Jay Estes, they took the W there on Neely Henry. So sixteen forty-two for the win there, and our own David Jong with sixteen thirty grabs Ooh. the uh, grabs the win in the U Pick'em. So if you're scoring at home, ready for it? If you're scoring at home, that's nine for Michelle, eight for David, and I've still got four. So we're uh, we're sitting there. So you're making it closer, bud. 
So making it close. Now the striking big bass challenge you did not have because you do not no. have the insider info that I have. So no, I don't. I made a I made a call, did some back backdoor dealing, and Michael Mulgado takes home the win with seven forty four for the uh, for the big fish on clear. Feels a little light to me, Kenneth. It does. Feels a little light for Clear Lake. Uh, yeah, probably is a little bit light, but you know what? You, you really never know. These big fish <laughs> tournaments are, are, you know, some of it's timing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So Eric Storms with a 635 grabs the you pick and point. And for all us girls, we were all over. So no point awarded there. We could give it to Kenneth, but he didn't play. So we'll just have to uh, move on on that one. Well, you, you know what? Look, I, I sat there and pondered this. It was, it's the last week for the month. I, I've skipped. I don't know. I may have not done any this month. You, but, you, you, you have one point for the month right now. Okay. How? I don't know. That was probably the first week in the month then. But I, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, it's, it's a competition between Michelle and David with CB having a bit of an outside chance, I thought. CB has no chance. You know better than all, that. So. All I could do is if I if I got lucky in one tournament or two here and there, all I'm doing is just kind of making it difficult for those for them two to battle it out. So I just I stayed out again this week, giving the two of them a full opportunity to get all the points they can get. <laughs> well, but, I'm sure David appreciates that. Well, so. see, but you could you had the chance to battle for the other trophy the one trophy you haven't gotten yet which is the trophy that everyone else plays for and we've seen that what what it, you could do it with one week to go you could so you're right I mean, you're right david but that's that's for our <laughs> listeners that is true that is true all right david so texas bass nation on belton what do you got all right so i, I got I, this guy i don't know he's a stick in texas but the team of albert collins and gary martin they caught 1344 for the w on belton 1344 on Belton. Billy Beatty, 1312 for the you pick them win uh, on that. And apparently we all thought because it's Texas, they were going to crush them, and we were all over as well. So another new no point for uh, for Belton and the you pick them. So and then last but not least, the pride of the South, Ross Barnett division. Uh, you got to look hard for this one, David. They've got their own little Facebook group. It's kind of like Georgia Bass Trail, which, by the way, registration is open for 2022 for Georgia Bass Trail. They're not paying me to say that. I'm just trying to help somebody help them grow their uh, their fields, so maybe they'll post results a little faster. Um, but prior to the South on Ross Barnett, uh, so I think it's Ivy Bradshaw, David Cole, 1882 for the win, and Frank Yakatis, sorry Frank, I know I killed it, but Frank Yakatis, eighteen eighty grabs the point for the U Pickums, and out of our little group, we shaking your head for David. I think I underguessed it, so I'm assuming you probably got it. You underguessed it, but Michelle and I overguessed it. Ooh, fourteen fifty six for the win, and that one for you. So again, if you're scoring at home. It's nine for Michelle, nine for David, four for me, one for Kenneth. So um, congratulations to our winner in the You Pick'em Contest. 
we'll get to deliver this one in person this weekend, Kenneth, as our as our good buddy Wesley Sams brings home the win by about three and a half hours. He he wow. chimed in. He had two points for the month. Chimed in with uh, at six nineteen on the first day of. Um, yeah, he was he was the earliest one. Six nineteen a.m. was when he got his pick in on Monday, and then second place is a close second to our buddy Joe Opeger, who waited till he got into the office, had three cups of coffee, and was getting ready for lunch at ten forty one a.m. to put his picks in. Joe, you were so close. You won two individual points this month. I feel like you deserve a prize, but you already get the prizes, so we'll just give you the uh, we'll just give you the accolades here on online. But uh, he missed it just by a few hours, so this is proof in the pudding, guys. The earlier you get your picks in, the better off you'll be. We put our post up this week because if you in June, not only do you get the badass trophy, but you can win a hydrowave, Kenneth. I mean a TH Marine hydrowave, not the used one off my boat. But a brand new one in the box, KG. Hydroway. That's worth getting your picks in early. Monday morning, Memorial Day. What time to go out, David? 6 a.m.? I think so. It was up. See, I was, I was you, surprised on a you, Memorial uh, Day. Yeah, was you were, <laughs> yeah, you were surprised. CB's working, baby. Working, <laughs> right? Working. Got it out. Got it gone. I've got like 91 entries right now. Or, or on Memorial Day. So nobody was, everybody was getting their picks in, right? Because they know I want a hydrowave, right? But we have hundreds that play this game. So the sooner you get it in, the better off you'll be. Get your picks in. You got until midnight tonight, Wednesday, June the 2nd, to get your picks in. And then uh, we will be rolling. So uh, looking at the U picks coming up for this week to win a hydrowave. Oh, did y'all want to know who won it between us? Between David and Michelle? I mean, is there a tiebreaker? It goes to a tiebreaker. So, David, what time do you think you put your picks in? Ooh. See, I know this Monday, I wasn't super early, but I did it on Monday. I can't remember last week. I must have did it later in the day on, on last week's picks. On did, a Tuesday, probably. No, no, <laughs> it was on Monday. It was, okay. on, it was on Monday. Now, you get your, you're one of the first ones in. Okay. You're one of the first ones in. So... If I told you that whoever won it won it by an hour, would you believe me? Really? So yeah. Michelle, I mean, well, Michelle is on East Coast time, so. But the emails come to me on Central Time, so. Yeah, but she gets up earlier than than I probably would because you know, she's you know an hour ahead. So I'm assuming if she isn't too busy, you know, doing TikTok stuff or whatever first so thing in the morning. So if I if I do the math now, David, David, it may take her longer to get over those white claws. But <laughs> if I do the math, then if that's Eastern time and then that's Central time, damn, dude, what's that? She beat you by a minute. Really, a minute. So Michelle wins again. Michelle gets to keep the trophy. And um and uh Don't worry about it. Oh, Don't sorry. worry about it, sweetheart. That's the wrong button. <laughs> Don't worry about it, sweetheart. So Michelle keeps the trophy for another month. Suppose you gotta try a little harder. 
to beat her. Congratulations, Michelle. Blonde girl behind the scenes. Gets a trophy for another month. And uh, beat you by a minute, David. So we come down, come right down to it, which was, uh, it was a good month. That was a good, uh, a good, 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 good fight back, David. You came back strong there. So <laughs> congratulations. So make sure you get your picks in for this week's uh, contest, Kenneth. We would appreciate it. Let's look at the Costa countdown to blast off before we get out of here real quick. Coming up this week, got some different ones on tap for uh, for this week, which is good. Always good uh, to get you in. Like I said, you can't win on day one, but you can dig yourself a hole for that new uh, TH Marine Hydro Wave. BFL All-American on Douglas, three-day winning weight, pounds and ounces, June 3rd through the 5th. Like I said, everybody pitches days one and two, top 10 on day three. Need three-day winning weight for that one. The NPFL on the Harris chain, same time frame, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Three-day winning weight there, pounds and ounces. Uh, make sure you get your picks in for that one. And then, again, the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour Group A. For those of you who think that I'm a hater, I'm not. This is like the second or third week in a row we put them in here, and we're talking about them. Bass Pro Tour Group A, need to know the leader's weight. That's a two-day total for the leader's weight. Remember the, remember Brad Height won Group A at uh, Harris Chain with over 100 pounds? Will it take over 100 to lead on Chickamauga, Kenneth? In your Ooh. professional opinion. Um, two days? Two I'm going to say yes. Okay. What's the pound limit, David? Is it a pound and a half, pound, two pounds? I haven't checked. Six I ounces? I wouldn't be surprised if it's two. Okay. I'll double check. Right I wouldn't now. be surprised if it was two as well. Uh, Alabama Bass Trail 100 on Lake Eufaula. June 5th, single day winning weight, pounds and hundreds, please. That's one day on Eufaula. Our buddy Michael Panado's favorite lake in Alabama. Um, one day, top 100 guys. So, Texas Team Trail Championship, Lake Whitney. This is a two-day, Saturday, Sunday. I need your two-day winning weight in pounds and hundreds, please. And then a little, little curveball for you here where our buddy Guck lives Lake Skiatook, or Skiatook, or however you want to pronounce it, Skiatook Lake Anglers, Lake Skiatook event, June 5th, that's Saturday. Single day winning away. What's it going to take to win on Skiatook coming up here this weekend? So please get those in. I've got a couple more things we could talk about. I'm actually going to shelve them, and we're going to talk about them next week because we're running short on time right now. It's okay. David, did you learn anything this week? Not that I, I don't know, like, I checked out. I actually took my camera out to go play, so I know that How I'm not that a great go, photographer yet. How did that go, by the way? Um, I still need a bit more playing around, but I know for sure that, I guess the one thing I learned is that uh, uh, I know for sure I would never be anywhere close to CB. <laughs> sure you will. Sure you will. You, you you literally had your hand three days, so three days. So you'll be you'll be good. Just, just remember this. All you got to do is be good enough. To shoot your daughter's prom pictures when she's when she's in high school. That's all you got to do, right, Kenneth? Yeah, good luck he, with that. He still hadn't shown me any pictures from prom. I've been asking for them. I still haven't seen a one. So I've been on I've been on social. Ain't seen nothing. Been I can't I can't even get them out of them. So he wouldn't even send me one. I don't know what the deal is. So, but uh, KG, what'd you learn this week? Um, I don't I don't know that I really learned much this week. Uh, other uh, well. Say it. Say okay. it. 
Okay, my, my my daughter graduated high school this past week. Right. Let's let's just say that that when you're in a, it, it, they graduate in a football stadium. Right. Okay. And you know they they make the announcement you know ahead of time that you know save your applause to the end because you know when you're doing that while your student's name is being called you can't hear the next student being called and all that it it disrupts the whole service sure so you know we wonder sometimes why kids don't follow instructions and and obey it it, (laughs) sometimes it's a case of well their parents don't either exactly (laughs) i'll just leave it with that you know I flew all the way to San Antonio to, to, to literally hear the same sentiment. I also learned this, and I, I've, I, I've had to tell my children, if you somehow become the valedictorian for your class, right, I don't think it's a thing that you learn of the day of graduation. I feel like you've known this for a few days, right? you got some time. So yes, the salutatorian, someone that's been in that spot for a few years, exactly. So the salutatorian, I feel like he was for this for for Samuel Clemens High School in uh, in San Antonio. If, if anybody was there, you'll you'll understand what I was what I'm saying here. But I feel like he thought he was going to win this award, and he wrote his speech last year, right? And he's been working on it for a year to get it right, right? Because dude, he was articulate. He used words that I've never heard, but I felt like I was, you know, we, we were in the zone, right? I mean, he was preaching the gospel, right, about being in high school and moving on and all, I just, you know, cool kid. Then all of a sudden the valedictorian stands up and here she comes and we're thinking, here we go. This is going to be the speech of all speeches right here. She quoted a song she wrote in eighth grade. I'm just glad she didn't sing it, but... <laughs> We went around the world and back again just for her to say, just be you. It don't matter. You know who you are? No, it's cool. Take your time. Learn who you are. You got time? Don't worry about it. Think she wrote that speech while she was sitting there getting ready to speak. So, you know, be prepared, kids. That's all I got to say. Be prepared. Speaking of be prepared, I got to roll. <laughs> so, as always, folks, thanks for tuning in to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. As always, you can subscribe, rate, and review the show on favorite podcast app. We also ask you to, uh, if you like the show, go ahead and share it with Mom and M uh, via the X Zone Hotline, 256-535-3217. We'd love to know your thoughts and opinions. I know Burl's got one. He's going to hit me up here for too long. With that said, on behalf of our guest tonight, uh, all the way from Dallas, Texas, my War Eagle buddy, my Auburn buddy, Michael Panato, giving us some insight on the classic there and Ray Roberts. On behalf of uh, All-American Qualifier, uh, I'll have him to do well this week, guys. I really do. Mr. Drew Boggs, like that guy. For the AC Circus, I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great weekend. Weekend, as always, God bless, good fishing. Wash your damn hands. Put that life jacket on. Bucket up tight. We'll see you next week. Don't take it personal. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource.